Welcome to Westside Unscripted. This is the podcast where the pastors loosen their ties, throw away their notes, and answer questions about all things theology and culture. I'm Josh Bartels, the host of the podcast and a deacon here at Westside Baptist Church. I am not joined, as is the practice, by Pastor Peter Montoro to answer questions. And so, we, in lieu of that, we are going to be uh, playing some of his teaching from the men's retreat this last year. So the theme of the retreat was resilient light, how we as a church and we as Christians can keep the light on for our culture as it continues to get darker and darker and how in the face of darkness, our light can be resilient. So the uh, we're going to be playing his third session of that series in two parts. And the third session was called Feed the Light. And in it, he discusses how we have to be cultivating and feeding our light, just like a a flame needs fuel to burn and to shine, so do we. And so what does it mean for us to be people who intentionally feed the light that we are trying to cultivate in in, uh, in our culture? So without any further delay, here is Pastor Peter Montoro teaching a lesson called Feed the Light. So we began last night by talking about the world that we live in and the mission that we have been given a mission to keep the light on. In our first session this morning, we focused on the need to guard the light against defilement and division and distraction. Yet it isn't enough to be men who guard the light if we don't also take care to feed the light. We have to guard the light against the things that would dim it, but if we don't feed it, the light is going to be very Feeble. So if you're a fighter, training is not an optional add-on, right? It's not something you can do if you feel like it. If you're actually going to have any chance of contending, you're going to have to train. And in fact, most of the time, the battle is won or lost in training. Not so much in the ring as in the gym, though both are essential, obviously. Heart without training is tragic if it is the result of no opportunity. So when you have the tanks roll over and the peasants scatter because they haven't had any opportunity to train, that's tragic. But when you have soldiers who have had every opportunity of training and preparing for the battle, and they've chosen to do other things instead, that isn't tragic. That's pathetic. If it's the result of laziness and carelessness, rather than a result of no opportunity, it is shameful. So if you have men in a, in a church in the jungle somewhere who don't even have the Bible in their own language, and they don't know the Word of God, and, and they, they become led off by a, a cult or a false teacher, that's tragic. They didn't have the opportunity to learn what they needed to learn to stand against the false teaching. But you have men in America who have access to the word of God in so much sound teaching and they ignore it because they're too lazy and too busy doing other things and they get led down the path by a false teacher because they didn't put the work in? That's not tragic. That's shameful. Dandelions, we talked about them last night. We'll talk about them more tonight. But one of the things that makes dandelions so resilient is they have both a deep tap root a root that goes down, can go down as much as 10 feet, all the way down, deep down into the soil. And they have broad roots as well. So it's the root structure of dandelions. The stalk is pretty easy to knock over. It's not very strong. 
but the roots are incredibly resilient, as you will discover if you try to remove them from your garden. They both reach down towards the groundwater, and they reach out to pick up even the dew in the lightest shower. And so if we're going to sustain the light in challenging times like these, we are going to have to grow roots that are both deep and broad. We're going to have to feed the light. So, main idea of the session this morning, this third session, we feed the light by rooting ourselves in the truth and expanding our capacity for the truth. Rooting ourselves in the truth, expanding our capacity for the truth. If we're to be the sort of men who can sustain the light, we need to be men who saturate ourselves in the truth. How do we do this? Once again, it's not complicated. In addition to participating fully in the weekly rhythms of corporate worship, remember, this is about uh, gathered worship and scattered worship. So if we're not gathering for worship, we're not lighting our candles, we're not going to be able to be the light. But also, we need daily rhythms of Scripture, daily rhythms of rekindling our candles. We engage daily in the regular spiritual disciplines of Bible reading, meditation, and prayer. Psalm 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, his leaf also, and bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. A soldier who never handles his gun until the day of battle is not going to be very effective in a firefight, is he? Is he? No. No, if you don't know how to use your gun, most firefights are over in a matter of seconds. And if you don't know how to use your gun and you're fumbling, I wonder where the safety is, I wonder how do I stick another clip in, you're going to be toast. A boxer who never puts on his gloves until the day of the championship match is going to be defeated so fast, it's not even going to be funny. It's not even going to be a good show, right? You don't put your gloves on. You don't know how to handle them. You're fumbling. Oh, what happens if, what's going to happen to my wrist when I do that? You're not going to be able to fight. And the same is true of us in the word of God. If you're going to be the sort of man who can keep the light on, who can stay on mission in a world that's falling apart, then spending personal daily time in the word simply isn't optional though it is not by itself uh, sufficient, it is nevertheless absolutely essential. Now you might say, some might say, you put all this emphasis on reading the Bible and reading the Bible and reading the Bible, and it seems like every sermon, every application, you just say, read the Bible. Well, uh, to begin with, if you'd start, if if all of you were doing that, (laughs) then I might move on to something else. But the fact is that since you're all still struggling with it, I'm going to keep talking about it. But some have said as an excuse... Um, well, you know, the early Christians, many of them couldn't read, they didn't have access to the scriptures, and so this whole idea, and you'll find this argument on the internet and other places, the whole idea that, that it's essential that we spend daily time in the Word, well, that's this modern Western idea that was only invented with the printing press, uh, and so we just place way too much emphasis on doing personal devotions in the Bible. How many have ever heard someone say that? A few of you? What? Well, so here's the thing about the early church. Very early on, as soon as the church had any sort of uh, organization, they didn't have weekly services. They had daily services. So 
and those daily services were focused on the reading and the exposition of scripture. So many of you know that I'm getting a PhD. I'm working on Chrysostom sermons, doing a bunch of boring stuff with manuscripts. But that's not the point, what I'm doing in my PhD. The point is that uh, Chrysostom sermons, for the most part, the ones that have come down to us, are the result of the daily exposition of Scripture. Yesterday, we talked about this. Yesterday, we talked about this. Where we can tell, we can't always tell, but where we can tell, these are his getting up, the Scripture's read, he explains it. Day in, day out, most days of the year. Now, given the society that we live in, I don't think anytime soon we're going to be able to resume daily expositions of Scripture. We just live too far away from the church, though having a morning and an evening prayer is a wonderful practice. With all of us so scattered, that would be hard. But the least we can do is read the Bible for ourselves and read the Scriptures in our families. So it's not like, oh, this is some burden that wasn't placed on early Christians. No, they did way more. We're just scratching the surface. We need to make the scriptures a priority because we hear the voices of the world every single day. Simply coming to church, even if you come to church three times a week, it's not going to be able to compete if you're not feeding the light, if you're not growing deeper into the scripture. So you might say, well, I want to read the scriptures daily, you talk about this, and I'm like, I want that. And I, you go back from entry retreat, or you hear a sermon on it, and you start out at the beginning of the year, and you say, I want that, but it's hard. And along the way, you fall off the rails. And then a few months later, you try again, and then it kind of drips as a habit. So practically, let's talk about what it looks like to actually root yourself in the world. What is it going to take? How many of you have a cell phone? How many of you have a smartphone? That is the vast majority of you. So this doesn't apply to all of you, but for most of us, we have something that we do on our smartphone that we do not consider the day fully started unless we do that. Isn't that the case? It's different for different. Some, some people that might be checking social media. For me, it's checking my email, that I want to check my email, uh, and I can be slightly obsessive about that, that I think something exciting is going to come in my email inbox, which usually isn't the case, uh, but I want to check it. So uh, going back a couple of years, I had a really obsessive habit of checking uh, the email. The first thing when I woke up, that was the first thing I did before I did anything else, and I had to realize that was not a healthy habit. And so there's a book, um, The uh, Common Rule. How many of you read The Common Rule when we did it as a book of the month? It's a really good book. I'd really recommend that you get a copy of it. Uh, but in that book, um, I think it's Justin Early is his name, he gives this recommendation. One of the parts of the common rule is that you would read the scriptures before you pick up your phone. I found this to be immensely helpful because the truth is, if you have a smartphone, you are going to pick it up at some point in your morning. So if you say, I won't pick up my phone until I've spent time in the Word, and then you set your alarm clock based on that. You set everything based on that. That is a very effective tool in guaranteeing that you will spend some time in the scriptures. If you don't have a smartphone, or if your smartphone isn't part of your morning routine, my hat's off to you, then pick, up, then pick something else, something that you would never leave the house without and commit to spending time in the word and in prayer before you do that. 
So it might be breakfast for you, it might be television, um, it might be uh, exercising, whatever it is you do in the morning that you won't leave the house without. Spend time in the Word before you do that. As with training, working out, consistency matters more than intensity. So if you work out once a month and you go to the gym and you do every machine and every workout and you get so sore that you are sore for weeks because you've way overdone it and you don't go for a month. And then a month later, you go and do the same thing and you are more in pain and you've sacrificed more than anybody else. What do you think the result's going to be? You going to get any stronger? You are not going to get any stronger. If you eat once a week, and you go to an all-you-can-eat buffet, and you eat seven plates, seven big calorie nutrition-laden plates, until you're vomiting on the way out the door, and you don't eat again for a week, and you do that week after week, are you going to be healthy? You're going to be... <laughs> the, the alteration between the two is going to make you very sick very quickly. The same is true. Sometimes, if you go and you say, I'm going to read the Bible an hour every day, you do that for one day, you struggle with it the second day, and the third day you pick up your phone instead. And a few months go by before you do anything. Are you going to be healthy? No. One of the biggest things that I've seen that keeps people from building a habit in the Word is pride. You want to be at this level, but the fact is, you're not, and that's okay. But rather than admit where you actually are, and starting there, you say, either I'm going to do everything I want to do, or I'm just going to do nothing. That's not healthy. That won't lead to spiritual progress. So when we say scripture before phone, not all of you are at a place in life, and it may not have any spiritual reason at all. It may be because of your schedule. It may be because of just the, the commitments that you have. You may not be able to spend an hour reading the scriptures before you pick your phone up. That may not be practical for you. It may not be possible. You may not be able to focus reading for an hour, even if you had the time. But all of you, every single one of you, could spend five minutes in the Word before you pick your phone up or begin whatever else is in your morning routine. That's doable. That's achievable. How many of you have read through at least one of the Gospels? Most of you. How many of you have read through the whole New Testament? How many of you have read through the whole Bible? How many of you have read through the Bible more than 10 times? Fewer of us? Here's the thing. All of us are at different places along the way. But all of us need to start where we are. So if you've never read the Bible at all, and you've been coming to church, it may be for years, but you've just never done this personal Bible reading thing, start reading the Gospel of John. Commit to reading, like, three verses every morning until you get through it. You can increase later on, but do something you know that leaves you with no excuses not to do. If you've read one of the Gospels and you've never read the New Testament, then commit to reading the New Testament over the course of the next year. It'd be great if you read the whole Bible, but you're not going to go from zero to hero, not that we're, you know, awarding hero points or anything like that, but you're not going to go from here to here in one jump. We just don't build habits that way. 
If you're actually going to make progress, you need to start where you are and commit to something you have no excuse not to do. So if you've never read the New Testament, my brother Scott, every year, he, uh, he uh, puts together a Bible reading schedule for us as a church. So here's the way the schedule works. It's got an Old Testament and a New Testament reading, uh, and there's a break day uh, to catch up, because the reality is no matter how consistent you are, uh, there will be some days that something will happen and you will miss, um, and so you don't want to just get more and more behind, so there's a day to catch up. Um, and so uh, with that schedule, you've got an Old Testament reading and a New Testament reading. So if you've never read through the Bible at all, you could pick the New Testament reading, and you could read through the New Testament. If you've never read through the whole Bible... You could pick, and you've read through the New Testament, and you already sort of read a little bit, but you've never been consistent, um, then you could say, I'm going to read through the Bible reading schedule. If you've done that for a number of years, you could stretch yourself in some other way. You could think of um, reading the Bible more than once in a year, or reading a particular book uh, a number of times in a row. The, the, the sky's the limit. There's so many things that, that, that you can do, but if you're not doing the basics, you know, if you don't have... So this is one of the things, when people come to, to work out with me that have not worked out before, I always start them out doing squats, like bodyweight squats, because it is, if you master that, you can gain the form to do other things. If you do a squat wrong, bodyweight, without any weight on it, right, you're not going to hurt yourself too bad, and you can correct that. You get that right, you build the strength to start swinging kettlebells or doing something else, right? So you've got to start with something that you can do, and then you work up at your way to do other things. If you start with more complicated things, you get injured, you get discouraged, and you quit. Um, and so that's where all of you need to start where you are and say, this is important. I'm going to make it important. I'm going to make it a priority. And I'm going to be humble enough to admit where I am and take the next step. If we're going to be men that keep the lights on in these challenging times, we're going to have to be men that recommit ourselves to ordinary spiritual disciplines men who root ourselves in the truth, men who are men of the word. We need to be deeply worded, rooted in the scriptures. Deeply worded. That'd be a good, that'd be a good men's retreat title, deeply worded. Maybe that'll be next year. Thank you for joining us for another episode of West Side Unscripted. We will be back next week with part two of this session. Uh, Pastor Peter talks in that session about how we can expand our capacity for learning and even for reading the Bible more by engaging history more broadly, by growing in our appreciation of beauty and uh, confronting our ability uh, to our capacity for the truth. So be here next week with Westside Inscripted for that. And if you have questions, like always, you can send those in to me at josh at bibledirectionforlife.com. And we will add those to the list of questions that Pastor Peter will be addressing in future episodes. Thanks again for listening to Westside Unscripted. Scripted.